I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Yes or no, did you ever take banned substances to enhance your cycling performance? Yes. I had no prior knowledge of the planned assault on Nancy Kerrigan. I am deeply sorry for my irresponsible and selfish behavior I engaged in. Hi, everyone. I'm Francis, and you're listening to Oops! The Podcast. I'm joined, as usual, by my co-host and dear friend, Giulio Gallarotti. How's it, dear? Do you hit those T's nice and crisply? Ah. Gallarotti. I did. Like a good actor. Good diction. Hey, how are you? I'm good, dude. I'm good. I'm having, like, a day where, like, I have no time to do, to, like, sit around. That's a nice feeling. Not really. Like, I, I, I think that I need to get more used to this where, like, I have enough time to do everything, but not, like, more than enough time to do everything. Do you know what I mean? Yes, but when you get to bed at the end of that day. You do feel good. It's the best day. That's true. To come That's to a close. True. That's That helped me. Especially if you know that tomorrow is lighter. That's true. And something, to, is tomorrow lighter for you? Yes, except for the fact that I have to go to the dentist. Ah, I went to the dentist, and I have a great trick for you to play. Please. Okay. When your, dental, when your dental hygienist comes in, I want you, as soon as you open your mouth and they start getting in there, make eye contact with them for as long as you can. So that they, like, humanize you and don't hurt you? Listen. A dental hygienist is super close to your face. You're not really aware of it because most of the time when you get your teeth cleaned, you look elsewhere. But there's something very uncomfortably intimate about if they're cleaning your teeth and you're actually just looking at their eyes because most people won't be that close to each other for that long without kissing. <laughs> and I... I so what... Does it make you like feel, is it just funny? It's, it's, <laughs> it's one of those things where it's like, I want you to almost play a prank on yourself. Got it, got it, got I dare it. you to <laughs> make eye contact with your dental hygienist for as long as you can. I'm going to try this. I'm going to try it. They hate it. I actually asked my dental hygienist <laughs> about it. She was this cute, you know, like very small girl. And, you know, for the whole cleaning, I, I did not make eye contact with her. But then at the end, I thought to myself, I was like, well, my God, that would have been so weird if I had just been staring from, from you know, less than a foot away into her eyeballs the whole time <laughs> for, for what, half an hour? It is weird. You know, from this close to your face. And I said to her, I was like, Did, do it, does anyone ever make eye contact with you? She goes, it happened last week. Oh, God. And I was like, what was that like? She goes, it's the worst thing ever. <laughs> it was just like creepy as fuck. Yeah. I mean, this guy was like guy. hitting on her with his eyes <laughs> and, you know, there's nothing she can do. She has to do her job. So then she's, she said it's weird too, because she notices that he's staring at her eyes and yet she's staring at his mouth. And when people make eye contact with you like that, you feel compelled to return. Right. The gaze, you're being stared at. And then you know, then you're aware of that. So you're trying to focus on the teeth, but you know that somebody's staring in, into your eyes. Yeah. It's fucked up. So I want to see, I want to see if you can I'll do it. I'll give it a try and let you know how it goes. It's dude. weird. It will, it'll be, you'll, you'll see what I mean. 
Well, You'll see how uncomfortable that is. Okay, I'm looking forward to that. Um, but you don't sound excited about this dentist appointment. I mean, I'm I'm scared of the dentist. I'm trying to just be like I'm trying to just like overcome my fears because it just makes life much easier than like putting things off, creating anxiety. So I'm just like going to the dentist. This um, uh, appointment is a miracle though because I had called twice to try to get an appointment and I was on hold for like 35 minutes. They're like, you are 20th in the queue. I'm like, who the fuck is calling the day? I just thought, figured I called on a busy day or something. I call again, same thing happens. And both times the call drops hmm. after I'm on hold for 30, 35 minutes, literally. The worst. So I'm like, what the fuck? So I go to the dentist. I go in person. Whoa. And like I get it, there. Like it's a Best Buy. Dude. <laughs> and there's no one there. And I go to the lady, can I have an appointment? And she goes, yeah. And then she just makes me an appointment without asking me when I wanted to make it for. It happened to be on a day that worked. So I don't know. Wow. And then as I'm walking out, I'm like, all right, fine. I'm going to do it. And I was, I was like, you know, I've been on hold like for over an hour and there's like nobody here. Why am I on the on hold for so long? And she goes, there's no one answering the phone. <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck? And dude, this is a good dentist. Like I, when I go, like it's always great. Like they're always, they have, they seem to have top of the line equipment. It's not some like shady dentist, mm -hmm. but I don't know what the fuck that's all about. Mm -hmm. Like crazy, crazy, right? Yeah. That's it. That is, it sounds like they've uh, just given up. <laughs> like apparently that you just don't have a receptionist. How are you going to get people? Yeah, that's not good. Not good. Dude. I'm surprised you're going to go through with this appointment. <laughs> Do you know what I think is funny about the dentist is that after you've uh, created this very intimate romantic relationship with your dental hygienist for half an hour, then, and they've done all the work, right? Then uh, they call in the big swinging dick. Yeah. <laughs> Dr. So-and-so. Yeah. You know, the one guy in the building that has Dr. Smart stuff. an MD or a DDT or whatever the hell it is. I don't know what it is. And uh, they, they all call him the doctor and... And uh, now he'll see you and he comes in and he's the guy who actually you do have sort of a running relationship with. And he remembers old jokes that you've created together <laughs> and he checks in on, you know, how's Maine? Because he's got he's been up to Maine before <laughs> and he, you know, he remembers which sports teams you like and the ski trip you went on. And he tells you about it himself a little and says he brought the kids to the same mountain yeah. this year. They were thinking of going. They didn't end up going. Because of coat, whatever. You know, my daughter's an incredible snowboarder. I don't know where she gets it from. Yeah, yeah. Do you have any daughters? No, I don't have any daughters. Doctor. Ah, uh, you're lucky. Yeah. <laughs> Just getting to the best. <laughs> <laughs> vaguely sexist dental doctor. So this guy comes in, though, and he kind of gets all the credit. And the dental hygienist has to sit there. While he comes in, he asks you to open your mouth, and he just pokes around. Dude, totally. He has no, nothing changes. He's not going to do anything. He's not going to catch anything after this, you know, poor young lady has spent the last half hour digging and excavating and scraping and scratching. Getting and in flossing. There. I don't understand that part, by the way. They always floss you. They do. Why do they do that? I don't know. But my gums are going to bleed tomorrow. It's going to be mm. tough. And I floss. It doesn't sound like you floss enough. Dude, I floss, but my, I just, I'm, I'm a bleeder. I'm, I have sensitive teeth and gums. I inherited it from my mother. You sure it wasn't the fact that you smoked four packs of cigarettes a day <laughs> for multiple years? I did not smoke that many a day. However, I did smoke. And when I stopped smoking, it did decrease the amount of bleeding. Wow. Uh, 
how badly, how many times a week do you floss? Be honest for the sake of the podcast. Two. I feel like that's not bad. It's not terrible. It's better than a lot. I have the little machine, not the machine, the, the little water pick, the lever. Not, What's that? Not the, not, not the machine, like the little fucking things with the bridge with the, like, it's like you hold oh, the it. flossers, the flossers. Yeah. yeah. I have those too. They're great. They're not great for the environment, but unfortunately I know that if I don't use those, I won't floss as often. So I do use those. The other ones, they slide off. Like you try to do it and it just starts sliding For off me, your finger. For me, I wrap them so tightly that I cut off the circulation at my fingertips <laughs> and they look like bulbous penis heads. You just have frostbite. Mid-floss. <laughs> yeah, you know, they, they, the, the, it's like yeah. I'm strangling my finger by wrapping the floss so tightly. It's what my penis looks like after I bike on the stationary bike. <laughs> on the air <laughs> my, just my My black member. Goodness me. That's visceral. Frostbitten. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay, here we go. So uh, I have something for you. Oh, great. So you know how we've talked, uh, I have voiced some complaints. Not complaints so much, but the genesis of small fights that I've been having with my girlfriend. Oh, yeah. And of course, we talked about the... <laughs> genesis. The, the hand balm uh, soap discrepancy. Mm-hmm. Where I thought that the soap and the hand balm should be on two opposite sides of the sink for the sake of distinguishing them. She thought that aesthetically that would not do. She won, obviously. And since then, a number of our listeners have sent me screenshots of the very same brand of hand soap, hand lotion combo sitting on the same side of the sink and said that they've had the same problem that they've lotioned their hands meaning to soap them ask their girlfriend can we split these the girlfriend says no i prefer the alignment together and yet Aesop refuses to make any sort of distinguishing marks on their bottles so <laughs> uh that to me was a very funny bit and something that i love it when these things resonate because it's such a weirdly specific i know grievance and yet here we are dude when i stare at it when i when i look at the sink and i see that I first take a moment trying to figure it out. And when I do the wrong one, it's, it really sucks having to wash the moisturizer off. Yeah. And like, it just, it ruins the experience. Do you know why it sucks? Uh, why? Because you're not supposed to wash moisturizer off. Moisturizer is supposed to seep in. Right. That stuff is It starts clinging. to combine. It is hanging on for dear life. It's not, it's not easy to get it off. Yeah. It's not fun. That's supposed to sink into your sin. It's just skin. not fun. Soap is supposed to be washed off. Right. So, okay. But here's the thing. After airing that grievance, that little tiff that we had, I realized that there are some things that I do that similarly uh, annoy her on the same level, right? These are small beefs. This is beef carpaccio. <laughs> This is beef carpaccio. This is not Thinly big time, sliced. you know, tenderloin <laughs> beef. This is carpaccio. Okay. It's an appetizer at best. <laughs> so these are little beef carpaccios, little beef carpaccio that we're going to air out today. Here's one that I do that drives her crazy. Beef carpaccio. Okay, what is it? We receive an inordinate <laughs> amount of packages, it seems. Granted, we've we're now two months in so we're we're coming out of the move-in phase we're coming out of the the startup phase of our apartment uh so the 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 packages are going down a little bit but we still get so many we still get so many packages 90 percent of which are 
my girlfriend's, you know, order. Um, but they're things we need, you know, that I don't even realize we need. Things like pillow cases and right, right. whatever that bullshit stuff is. Totally. Top you know? sheets. Yeah. Stuff like that. So when these packages come, uh, if I see them and I want to open one, I'll just grab whatever's handy. I'll use okay. kitchen knives. I'll use knives that we use for cooking. I'll use a key, a golf tee. I might even use a the, the, the blade of an ice skate if I have it handy. <laughs> Whatever it is, right? <laughs> we have a box cutter. We own a box cutter that she bought. And I was the other day opening up a package in front of her using a relatively dull butter knife. <laughs> and she got mad at me. She was like, that's not what that's for. You know, that's for the butter. And I was like, well, what does it even matter? We're just trying to get the package open. Right. You know, she goes, yeah, but now the butter knife has package tape flavoring, <laughs> which doesn't mix well with a nice churned butter. And I was like, you know, I don't have it within me to use a specific tool to open these packages. They're coming so frequently that I got to grab whatever's handy to get this puppy open. Right. <laughs> So, and also, it's not like you're just going to put the fucking butter knife back in the drawer after you use it. Well, sometimes I do. <laughs> or I'll give it a quick wipe on my clean shirt. Nice margarine and cardboard yeah. combo. Well, it doesn't have butter on it, but it has a little bit of that. Now it's got that packing tape smell. Okay. Well. So, I'm get, yeah, I'm getting the packages open. I'm doing a lot of ripping and pulling. You know, I'm not doing it the most efficient way. But she made a good point. She finally, she got, she got mad enough that she... She was going to win. So I took the box cutter to finish the job of opening this package. It was a big package. And let me tell you something. <laughs> Have you ever opened a package with a box cutter? Like, it, it's so much better. Dude. It's crazy. <laughs> I open packages the way you do, too. I look around. I find whatever. I'll fucking just rip the cardboard open. Like, <laughs> you're even better about it than I am. Like, I will just... There's no way I'm going to... I use, like... I have like these little mini scissors in my mm -hmm. bathroom. I'll use those. Yeah. I all, I use all sorts of multi-purpose toenail items, scissors, so. whatever you got. I don't know handy. if it's a guy thing or something. The the blunt edge of a spoon. <laughs> Sometimes I'll just start like elbowing it, <laughs> trying to like pop the fucking. <laughs> Do you ever try to peel the tape off using your fingernails? Yes. Yeah, and that's it's, the worst it's a slippery because you kind of get a piece of the tape. You don't get you it pull all. It and you tighten it, and then you realize it. that it's connected to the to the horizontal tape. Yeah, and then you're like, Fuck. then you're trying to just pull the whole thing off. You're peeling the whole thing and hoping it comes off like a sweatband. <laughs> and then your shoulder pops out of its yeah. socket. It can be very cumbersome. This is activity. what guys do, unfortunately. This is how guys <laughs> handle package opening. We don't need it to be the right way. <laughs> yeah, you just use enough strength, you can overcome these contraptions <laughs> so that was her fight and she won and she was right you know i need to use the box cutter to open the packages not a not a number two pencil <laughs> well dude i think this is a good time to plug one of our uh, new partners yeah because when it comes to box cutting as it does to other parts of life don't half-ass anything no you shouldn't <laughs> you don't half-ass anything it's a lifestyle brand and it is a great way to live life uh if you're thinking you know maybe if i go out this package uh half-assing it you're gonna get that tape it's gonna it's gonna ride up on itself and become just a mess it's just gonna be a mess yeah uh, they, uh this company they're they're really cool they i guess like you said a lifestyle brand they have all sorts of cool merch hats hoodies 
they do a bunch of adventure stuff and it looks like they document kind of like their adventures and their travels and they're just like positive people doing cool stuff. They also have a bunch of novelty items. Check out their website, don'thalfassanything.com and their Instagram at don'thalfassanything. Um, Great. Yeah. Awesome. Love the don't half-ass it, guys. Well, dude, speaking of not half-assing, I hit the gym this morning. Did you? Hit it hard. And I got to say, this is going to be a controversial statement as well, but I actually prefer going to the gym with a mask on. What the hell? For two reasons. One, there's not as many fucking people around, inevitably, Mm -hmm. which is nice. And when I'm at the gym and I don't have that much time, I just hate everyone in the gym. Yeah. Even though I, it seems like they're all up in my shit when they're not. Every person there, the other people working out, the people who work there, the guys who work there who don't actually work for them, you know, those guys come in like the plumbing guys, like mm. anybody in the gym, I just look around, I'm like, I fucking hate everybody. And it's a terrible feeling. Um, so fewer people is always nice. But the other thing is that you can sing along to your music when you have a mask on without looking like a tool bag, without being that guy who's singing along. You can you sing along as you're working out. Yes, but let, let me show you an example. Let's see if this is if this actually works. I'm gonna put the mask on and I'm gonna be. By the singing. way, these black masks They're are cool. my favorite. They're cool. They're right? super cool. I know. All right, so I'm gonna putting it. I'm applying the mask, and I guess if, you're gonna have to watch the video on YouTube to see this. Um, but Francis, tell me if you can tell that I'm singing. Okay. Yes, I can tell that you're. You singing. can. Yeah, because you're closing your eyes and yep. you look like you're in ecstasy. Okay, but maybe I'm doing this. <sighs> yeah, but if I hear you being like, I think I'm going to move to Canada. Stop me. Um, I don't audibly sing, though. I lip sync. Oh, you do? In the mask. You just lip sync when I you lip- sing along to a song? I passionately lip sync on the murder bike as my testicles are falling asleep. Wow. Well, that makes a little more sense because I was thinking that you were out loud singing and I work out too hard to be able to do that. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, that's no, right. But I'm no, but laying no. my dick on your shoulder. <laughs> I am not. I'm not out loud singing. Okay. And I'm sure you are probably working out harder than me. But No, yeah, it's not that. It's that it is hard to sing and exercise at the same time. Totally. If I were bench pressing and trying to, you know, belt out some Ashanti, I'd... I'd that bar is coming right down to my clavicle. This is the other thing to remember, though. I'm lip syncing along during the parts that are sort of the like hype up parts that get you those like extra 10 RPMs. Sure. You know what I mean? Singing along. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. Dude, I'm mask life in the gym. I prefer it. Oh, man. I don't know. I can't, I can't agree with you on this one. Wearing a mask in a gym makes me feel like I'm being waterboarded. It's, <laughs> it's so much less oxygen and it, as soon as you start really getting out of breath, then it really sticks to your mouth and you feel like someone's pulled a you feel like someone's pulled a plastic bag over your head and is killing you slowly. Mm, um, I'm trying to I like don't maybe my masks are just looser than yours. I don't Could have be. that. But what I do have is like when I start sweating in the mask, then I start getting cold. Mm. Like I it, the the moisture gets like cold. I don't know. Odd. Jim's being cold is weird to me. Like, it should be warmer than cold, right? Says you. I like it nice and cool so that when I sweat, it doesn't happen too fast. Yeah, but then aren't you just cold? No, because I'm moving so much that I stay warm. I'm really big-timing you on this workout. You are. It's true. <laughs> no, but dude, I'm. but like, for example, okay, say you did like a big cardio thing, right? And then you're going to go stretch after or something. And then you're going to yeah, do weights, yeah, right? You're going to get cold in between, and that's uncomfortable. I think if How it's long t- are you stretching for? 10 minutes, five minutes. Hmm. I don't know. Whatever. 
But still, like I, I don't know. I work out in a hoodie and pants. Wow. In the winter. Fair enough. So, Touche. Guys, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, fill in the blanks here. If I were in a concert right now and I said, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, I'd then turn the microphone to all of you sitting in the stadium and you would all yell, anchor, anchor. And then you'd say, go to anchor.fm to download the software where you could host your very own podcast, see all the best analytics. You could see it in a way that was really user-friendly and nice and not too technical and industry jargony. It's a way that any person can look at it and be like, ooh, that's pretty. And also it's our podcast. And you, there's no minimum listenership required to advertise and monetize. So you can immediately have ads when you hit the ground running. It's really exciting, really spectacular. If you want to start your very own podcast, anchor.fm, download it now. All right, Julio, I, I've been meaning to bring this up. And I it may be a little past the due date at this point to talk about this, but <laughs> have you been following the Gen Z attack on millennials? A little bit. I've I've been hearing about it. I haven't been following yeah, it. Yeah, so they've been posting TikToks and all kinds of things. Making fun of skinny ridiculing jeans. Ridiculing us for things that we are known for. Skinny jeans, the cry laughing emoji, or like the- uh, Emojis. The crying emoji that to us means we're laughing so hard at something. They don't think that that should be applied anymore. So what do they use? They use the skull emoji. Oh, like dead. To say I'm dead. Interesting. Which is both morbid and uh, ridiculous. I just want to make sure I don't age myself out of stuff. Like I want to be cool to the to the young kids. I gave up, man. <laughs> I gave up on that. I want to be with it. Yeah, but there's also <laughs> there's also the side of it that says like, well, just don't try to keep pace with them. Because Gen Z, in a couple of years, is going to be mocked by the the Gen Y for being out of touch. This may be true, but I will say this. The, the younger generation always has a leg up on the older generation. And the older generation doesn't realize it until it's too late. That's exactly I don't, right. I don't want to miss that. I want to like, whatever good things they're doing, I want to incorporate. Yeah, but dude, when I was growing up, man, there was nothing dumber and lamer and weirder than the mom who texted too much. Okay, fine. Or who I, the first moms to get Facebook accounts. I'm not going to start buying these fucking kids beers, dude. I mean, I mean, I'm not like trying to be their friend necessarily. I'm like, hey, you guys need any fucking hello, fellow children? Need yeah. a thirty pack? You guys need a thirty for the party? I'm so, just going to hang for a sec. So what? Do you, how are you going to do it? Through music? I just want to know. Media? I want to know what the things are. I want to know like what they're good at, what they're doing, what shit they're using. Just, you know, I don't know. It just seems like a, like the way that I see the generation older than us struggling with technology. It's so sad, dude. That's going to happen to us. It doesn't have to. I'm, I am reluctant to, to, to say I am, that I am happy to. Uh, to fade into old age and almost move backwards technologically <laughs> to, to all of a sudden be happier with books and, you know, eventually. That's great. That's all great. But like move back to a rotary phone and <laughs> stuff like that. You're just going to go back in time. Yeah. Like that's all great. You know, those are all good things, but like the downside of that, of like being out of touch is really bad. Like the way that like old ladies like think they're get like get scammed. Yeah, that's this true. is the IRS. Like the most blatant spam. Like first of all, can we talk about how many spam calls everybody gets every single day? 
It's nuts. It's crazy. And those guys must be like, it's a numbers game, dude, or whatever they're doing. Because like one out of a, a one sad person out of, you know, a hundred thousand has fallen for that. Yeah, probably more. You know, so it's like, I yeah. never want to be that person. No. That would Well, suck. who knows what scams and whatnot are going to look like when we're older. I was reading I today that, you know, these Tom Cruise deep fakes. So have you seen What's this? That? It's the computerized technology where people are the deep fake thing where they take a celebrity's face or a celebrity oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and they put their own face on it through like a highlight reel of like yeah but yeah. the way they do it is they feed information to the computer and then the computer kind of processes all these troves of data to familiarize itself with the character so that it then can sort of reanimate or re repopulate the features with whatever you want to drop into it the problem with this is that as this technology grows, um, at some point, there will might be clips of us that aren't us. <laughs> like doing like fucked up shit. Banging <laughs> kids or something. Someone's mom. or Yeah. Like, and we're like, no, I was, you know, I was in <laughs> Buffalo that weekend. And I was like, no, you're not. That's, that's you. I can see. Crazy. It looks exactly like you. You know, it's even your voice. Doing that's the, crazy. Saying. <laughs> What is this, Japan? Like your trademark <laughs> phrase. Of course it's you. Um, but dude, they might, they, you might be able to like get away with more shit if that's the case. Like there's just no longer such thing as like concrete proof of a crime anymore. That's crazy. Things escalate to that level. Uh, I wonder. Dude, in China already? Like, I don't I, think that that's a good, a good silver lining to that. No, of course not. we'll be able to get not. out of crimes. I mean, of course not. But I'm saying like, and I don't know what my point was with that, but. I wasn't like, oh, I can't wait to fucking commit a bunch of crimes. Some I read someone <laughs> say, some computer scientist said that the future will be synthesized. You know, basically fabricated by technology. Jesus. And that seems crazy to me. That's stressful. This pr- technology is proceeding at an, a rate that has far outpaced what people expected it to. Originally, this was a funny face tuning kind of gimmick. Right, right. Now it's turning into like, we can just make make people up. <laughs> Dude, in, in China, you... I sounded like fucking Donnie T for a second. In China... Dude, but in China, if you, if you uh, like, jaywalk, they have, like, cameras, and they take a picture of your face. I think, like, only specific cities where they're, like, testing out te- tech stuff. Mm-hmm. But they have, like, a registry of everybody, and, like, you get a ticket mailed to you. Damn. Based on just a picture that they take. Damn. Like, the same way you can get one for... Where they do the tolls or whatever, yeah. and you're driving over the George Washington Bridge or whatever. Yeah. You know what my biggest fear is with future stuff? That. That teleportation is going to exist during my lifetime. Why does that make you fearful? Because, like, I have so much fun traveling and doing all this shit that, like, the idea that my, that it's made completely obsolete is going to be hard to pill yeah, but, the, but But that's not right. I don't think that teleportation would make it obsolete. It would simply expedite the process right streamline it right but then everybody could do it and then like going a bunch of cool places would no longer be that big of a deal okay but it's also possible that an island like antigua would have a far more expensive teleportation portal oh interesting to be accessed than you know memphis okay fine that's that's i've thought about that too that is a good point however still like the whole process like the grind of like travel like taking two flights 18 hours like i love that I like, I know people that's bananas. I know Hillary says I'm crazy too. And she always makes fun of me to people and says that I like the airport, but I actually do. I like the airport. 
I always take pictures. I like seeing like what airports are like what and like. If you were to stop traveling for a few months, you would not like the airport anymore. You would not like traveling. So okay, I I hear you. I used I don't to, know. If I, I agree used with to that. not mind traveling because we traveled all, all the, time the time for yeah. comedy, and then COVID happened, and now I do not like traveling. That's I tolerate it. But I don't, it's negative. That might be a unique thing though, because I feel, you know, that's kind of counterintuitive. Like if you haven't done it in so long, going back to it in theory could be a positive experience. Right? I'm just saying. Maybe. But I also understand that like you are, you had been conditioned to be used to traveling Mm. and by, by being out of travel shape, travel becomes more daunting of a process. Did you guys fly direct? To Jamaica? Yeah. Yeah. I'm assuming you do, right? I don't know. I, I don't know what the deal is with that. We flight. did. Mm-hmm. Uh, and still, you just hated it? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, uh, yeah. I didn't hate it, but uh, especially with knowing that you have to quarantine when you get back and those types of things. Right, I mean, right. it's just such a mountain right now. Totally. But I want to get back really quickly to this Gen Z millennial thing. Yes, please. So one of the issues that Gen Z said was that they think the side part is a stupid look for w- women or men. I think it mostly is for women. They what the fuck is women. the side part? Even what does it look like? Exactly. If you saw a woman do the side part, it's just you like, would be like, "I love that. Like, That's the look I love." I'm googling it. I, I'm sure I know. It's what it looks it's like. what we were were raised on. You and I were raised on side parts. That's the look we know for women. For women. Uh, they but what sweep about it men? over the don't top of their do head. You, don't you currently have a I side part? I currently have a side part too. But I don't know that many men of Gen Z are doing middle so parts. So what do, what do Gen Z people like? Bangs? No. Gen Z women do middle part. Just a butt crack down the middle of their head. Oh, God. It's going to take me a little bit to get get on board with but that. But you'll, you'll see that the middle part is more normal to you now as well than it used to be. Interesting. Because those two things sound very different, but they're—I mean—they're not that crazy different. Oh yeah, the middle part's fine. What it's a, fine. It's the same. The shit. middle part's fine. I have no problem with the middle part, but I also love the side part. Yeah. They sweep the hair over their head as though they've just said something very sexy and flirtatious. <laughs> There's a volume to it. There's—it's voluptuous. I love it. It's a wave. It's, if, it's as if their hair is waving to you. The middle or the side? The side. The, the side. side part. Hello. It creates some flounce. Hello, Francis. Do you know what I mean by flounce? <laughs> is it flounce is kind of just like buoyancy? I sound like somebody oh, who's whoop, whoop. trying to pretend he's a hairdresser, but is really an undercover agent. <laughs> Dude, can we talk about how in the place where you get your haircut, there's always like a book of haircuts from the 90s? <laughs> like there's always like a 20-year-old book of like spiked hair. Yeah, and you can just point to the one you want. <laughs> I want this one. It's just everybody looks check. <laughs> so these like eastern european fucking it's like who are these people so so i was with you know my girlfriend and uh this couple that we love and they were the women were demonstrating the difference between a side part and a, and a middle part and i loved the side part and i didn't <laughs> but they were they were starting to feel embarrassed because of what gen z was saying and they're going to start, you know, they might be less inclined to wear a side part now because of the ridicule 
coming from Gen Z. They don't want to be old hags. And it made me sad. It made me want to fight all of Gen Z. <laughs> it made me want to fight them. Now, picture Gulliver's travels, like you just fighting a yes. bunch of like little shits, picking up a couple of them and then using the people as a, a club, <laughs> biting their heads off. The other part of this is, by the way, quick furniture update. All of this ties in. So <laughs> the couch, you know, has been life changing, but we were trying to offload our old couch. We had it listed on Facebook Marketplace. Couple bites. Couple nibbles. Nibble, nibble. Final, and, and people were coming to the apartment to look at the couch. And whenever that happened, we would have to stage the old couch, move things around, you know. And, and finally, these two young girls, I don't know, I say young, they're probably like 22, 23. Young. Both of their names started with Z. Zandra? Zofia. Zofia. Zofia and like Zaja. Zofia and Zaja. Yeah, something like that. Zara. Now, Julio, they're from LA originally, right? Of course. These girls show up. They are rocking the baggiest blue jeans I've seen since Jinkos. That's another Gen Z thing. Puffy, like that 90s winter grunge. coats. Mm-hmm. Uh, funky, clunky sneakers. Funky comedinas. And like, uh, their hair, you know, their hair was done in a certain way. They were a straight up throwback to the 1990s. Yeah. And everyone says that fashion is cyclical, but I had never seen it so obviously because this wasn't just some new take on the 90s. This wasn't like some homage to the 90s. This was a time warp. Hmm. They were basically piecing together their best idea of the 90s. And you said they, Courtney Love in your apartment. Totally. <laughs> and it was kind of like, what the fuck? Is this really? Are we just starting over? That's crazy. Are the 80s going to make a comeback? You know, flock of seagulls haircuts, rolling our sleeves up of our blazers, big shoulder pads. Dude, what about the 60s with that, like the men's haircut from the 60s? The bush, it was called. My dad. I don't know place. that. It's what, just that like little fro, like, kind of. No, no. It's just like this. Uh, it's just like the sixties, like boy, like boy haircut that everybody had. Whatever. Interesting. But dude, I, I here's a question I have: were were nineties clothes just baggy because everyone was anorexic back then? Like that was the look. <laughs> and now I feel like you know, and thank God for this, but I feel like you know, a woman's body is back in style, which is good because it's supposed. That's what a body's supposed to look like. It's not supposed to look like a fucking. I mean, it's supposed to, it can look like whatever you want. Don't, don't yell at me about this. It feels like it, there's an exception. Yeah. Like plus size models are thriving. And quite frankly, they're fucking hot. Like I walk down the street and see like the, a lingerie thing. And there's like a quote, normal size model next to a quote, plus size model. And I'm like two fucking hot chicks right there in their own right. That's great. It's great. That's great. Look, here's the thing, dude. You know, I think it's, uh, everyone's going to have their own tastes. Right. And that's fine. Their own preferences. And fortunately, there are just enough people to go around. That's true. That's what I think, right? My dad that, always says that. He's like, there's somebody for everybody. Yeah. And maybe, you know, maybe that's a little, I don't, I'm not going to be that uh, general. But I think that there will be enough people who love certain body types and all of this. And, and people will not be 
sticking to the company line, the cultural line of like, this is what people should look like. This is the the idea of beauty, you know, and, and if you don't adhere to that, there's something wrong with you. Mm-hmm. It's all becoming more of a a, a spectrum, a, a broader pool of, of what people can look like or should look like. Interesting. That's good. Yeah, it is. I have a question for you. Yeah. When I when you were in high school, were there things that you recall sort of like the general population being attracted to that was specific to high school? That was specific to a high school body. People really <laughs> noticed asses a lot. But that was a big thing. Same, but boys and girls. Like girls cared was, about guys' asses. Oh, really? Guys, yeah, and oh, guys cared about girls' asses at our school. So we cared about asses too, but not in the way that you care about them as an adult. Because as a kid, you know, you don't have, you don't have hips yet when you're, you know, you're, that's right. You're a little girl still. So like everyone would be like, tight, oh, she's got a tight ass. Everyone said tight. God. (laughs) Things that I'm not like, you know, as an adult, I would never say that or be interested in that. I don't want a (laughs) tight ass. I want to fucking look at that pencil of a body. (laughs) It's just weird. Oh, she's got a tight ass. Whatever. It's fucking weird, dude. <laughs> I I was thinking. I, I I think I've mentioned this before, but I, I really it it was clear to me yesterday or two days ago that I did not like high school. I hated it. I hated high school. It's hell. High school. You've, you've alluded hell. to this before, um, but what specifically comes to mind when you're saying that? Ah. <sighs> <laughs> You know, I kids are just shitty. Kids are shitty to each other. And there's no conscience yet. Conscience seems like it's one of the later things to develop. And the group think and the pop the way that popularity drives everyone mm. meant that there was nobody who if someone started if people started making fun of someone for something or labeled someone a certain way. There was nobody around to be like, "Don't do that. That's wrong." Mm-hmm. There was. It wasn't cool, right, to stand up for people. Mm-hmm. And you know, I used, I used to get made fun of a lot, even though like I had. I, I'm sure, I'm sure that I was guilty of it too, of participating. But I was not on the on the inner circle. Of what were popularity. you getting made fun of? Like for being good at school? For just trying too hard, for saying weird shit, for being too like <laughs> sentimental probably and sensitive, for being outward with my feelings and, and doing weird, I don't know, like what, 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 this is... singing in the, in the acapella group and doing okay, theater okay, okay. And, and, then, and then also, you know, dating girls that people didn't, like I dated some popular girls, but I also dated some girls that were not that popular. Mm-hmm. And... I remember like people coming up to me and being like, are you really hanging out with that girl? Like, what are you doing? That's such a like stereotypical high school moment. What are you doing, man? Like, yeah. Hey man, like I was going to invite you to come sit with us, but maybe another time. That was it. That was it. You get, you get, you get the, the cold shoulder. All of a sudden (laughs) there's no more room for you to pull your chair up at the table. Mm. You know? Mm. So I, I have trouble picturing your place in in the scheme of things in your high school like were you cool were you sort of cool were you like i don't really know i think 
I think people would have said weird. And because of acapella group, and but what do you mean sensitive? Were you like I didn't I didn't at fit, your locker? You know, uh, fuck. Let me. How do I put it? Here's here's an example. Um, in our yearbook note, you know, our our things that our page, senior page, right? Mm. I wrote out like uh, the names of all the people that I was, you know friends with and i was like you know blah 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 i'll list them all and being like we had a great time to to so and so thanks for the great memories whatever and i would say like <laughs> i'm sure probably 70 percent of the people that i listed were surprised to find their names on my page uh, so i Francis. probably over overbought Estimated friendships friendship. mm. and i probably believed that too much in them. I'm sorry, dude. That's that's uncomfortable. Do you understand what I'm saying? I'm now? uncomfortable for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Matt, remember that time where I slept in your basement? Well, and he's part, like, part of the reason was, uh, you know, I would have parties sometimes, and people would come over, and when my parents were away or whatever, and and have have beers at at my place at our house, and people just used me for that. And they were so nice to me because they knew that our place was a place that like you could have that would happen. Whereas a lot of kids just had parents that never left and were super strict. So we couldn't go there. Right. And then those people would, would pretend to be my friend just so they could come over. Right. I had a fake ID in high school and I looked really old. So I would buy beer and everyone just used me. Mm. And, you know, it's hard at that age to, you know, distinguish between being a fucking doormat and what you think are friendships and it's crazy because you want them to be friendships totally and it feeds into that whole again the high school movie narrative where like you think the cool kids are your friends but your real friends are like you've changed dude and then one day you realize that those people were actually your real friends you know yeah yeah it's a crazy thing dude so i didn't fit in and thank god by the by the time i got to college people were just a little more open-minded and willing to accept a level of eccentricity or you know openness or or let's say like emotional maturity i still wasn't emotionally mature but i was more willing to voice feelings and then people would be okay with that they were a little more developed there was more of a capacity for it when you're in college and then after college i mean the boy i have to say like from like 27 on i feel like that's these have been the better years right, of my life. Right. It just keeps getting better and, you and want, better. You want that. That's ideal. Yeah. Um, dude, I remember in my high school yearbook, my senior yearbook, I mean, maybe junior, I wrote something in my whatever, my like write-up that I didn't think that people would understand. I thought it was a thing that was unique to me and this girl that I had been hanging out with. And I know now that a foot job is something that people know about. So I literally wrote <laughs> foot jobs, LOL, in my yearbook right up. And, and that cleared muster? That cleared it. That passed the passed oversight the of the yearbook committee? Yes. It's in there. I'll try to find it. Oh I'm going gonna, gonna to try to find it. Dude, dude I know. Crazy. Um, I just remember like signing people's yearbooks was such a big deal. Yeah. I really wanted Nikki Zilla to sign my yearbook. When I was a sophomore, she was a senior. She was like- Did she spell her name with two Ks? uh two k's oh, so i hot. just thought she was just the i thought she was the hottest 
She Two dated days. my buddy Travis, who I believe listens to the podcast. Hopefully, he'll Travis get a kick out is a hot name too. He's a good dude. Play on the tennis team with me, uh, and he knew that I was like in love with her. But it, I was, it was such a long shot. Like I was uh-huh. such a boy that like he was fine with it. You know, he'd like fucking whatever, push me out of the way. Whatever. Yeah, but yeah. but uh, I got her. I got her to sign. I like brought my yearbook to a party. Wow. Which is, and I was like, Nikki, can you? Yeah. <laughs> fucking. Dude, I got when I was in eighth grade, I got high school seniors to sign my yearbook. Just thinking, like you're like, look what I got. Well, wow. we just we all knew that was before I switched schools, and I went to a really small school from from first to eighth grade that carried on through high school. But I left before the high school, so everybody knew who the most beautiful girls were, mm. and they were you know spoken of like unicorns. <laughs> Uh, with they great, they just emerged from a misty the waterfall and and were just gorgeous. And <laughs> I remember even speaking to them was seen as some kind of Herculean feat. <laughs> and I, one day I I gathered the gumption to to ask Abby Van Dam to sign my yearbook, <laughs> and she wrote me a long note. And then she had like lipstick on or lip gloss, and Won't she kissed it. as her wow. signature. She left a kissy signature. And I think I kissed that signature a few times myself. Yeah, so Fuck yeah, dude. I used to tell everybody that. Fuck yeah. Dude, absolutely. Yeah. You fucking roll around with that thing, sleep next to it. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Stick my dick in the pages, Fuck. close the book, have someone stand on it, turn it flat like a pancake. That's what I got off to. Anyway. <laughs> Dude, love it. Fucking great. Good for you, man. Happy Van Dam. Hope you're doing well out there. That's Oops the Podcast. That's Oops the Podcast. Thanks Um, for joining us, everybody. Thank you. You guys know where to follow us at Oops the Podcast. Oops Oops the Podcast at gmail.com. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Leave comments, reviews, any way that you can uh, help boost us. We'll keep trying to give you guys fucking good cutting edge episodes. Recommend it to a friend. That's the best way to help us out. A little grassroots or uh, growth here would be really, we're really nice. We would That's love great. that. Yes. Yeah. Force it down your fucking friend's throat. Also, we're on TikTok. Check it out. Uh, Oops, the podcast. Uh, I guess that's it. Right? And wear your side parts proudly. All you Gen Z, excuse me, uh, millennials, millennials like us. <laughs> and we'll see you soon. Bye.